this episode of Rock Down South, we sit down with Brian Frazier. This is a really fun one, so you definitely don't want to miss it. We hope you all enjoy. Let's go. Hey, this is Brian Frazier, and you're listening to Rock Down South. Welcome to another exciting episode of Rock Down South, your home for rock and country music. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with country artist Brian Frazier. And this guy is such a fun dude. Not only does he have great tunes, but he's a great hang. And he's one of those artists I've been looking forward to interviewing for a little while now. And this episode does not disappoint. So we talk all about his background, his love for rock music, and of course, his brand new single, Lit, out now. So without further ado, here's the show. What's up, Brian? How you doing today, man? Doing great. Thank you for having me, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. It's a long time coming. Glad we could finally get you on here. I know our schedules needed to collide, but I think it's the best time than ever right now since we got new music to promote. That's how it always is. I'm pumped, man. Yeah, always new music till the end of the year, getting it in right before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you on here. Uh, let's take it back a little bit for the people that don't know you. Um, I think you're originally from Virginia, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, I'm from a small town uh, in Virginia called Winchester. Uh, random fact, it's Patsy Klein's hometown. Uh, I don't sound anything like her, but she is from my hometown. Um, yeah, and uh, grew up there. Moved to Nashville in about 2013. And uh, been here ever since, just writing, playing, putting out music. and. Uh, been a crazy ride but wouldn't trade it for anything else that's kind of that's the the cliff note version of how i got here but <laughs> <laughs> now did you go to college and start playing music or I, you know what was that musical background like yeah the middle i mean i started playing like kind of it started i literally taught myself off youtube how to play guitar and was just wanting to learn songs when i was about 15 or 16 um you know just covers at parties and stuff playing whatever, you know, rock songs, rap songs, country songs. And then uh, I went to a small school in West Virginia called Shepherd University. And uh, it's a small little hippie town in the mountains right by the Potomac River. And that kind of, they have a music scene there, oddly enough. So there's like three or four open mics. And um, my buddy was like, basically forced me to play the open mic because I really didn't want to do it. I was just used to playing at parties, wasn't playing to a crowd or anything. And like, honestly, after that open mic, I was addicted. Like my, my buddy's like, he, he's just like, see, I told you, you'd love it. And that that's kind of sent me down a hole, started writing a lot more. Um, and by my, my senior year of college, I was playing music locally in the Virginia, D.C. area. And then um, after college, graduated with a business degree and was like, well, if I'm going to do this, better do it now. So I moved to Nashville, head first. And uh, I've been here ever since. And like I said, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's it's the coolest, coolest thing to have happen when you if you're gonna if you like music, Nashville's where it's at. But uh, that's oh, yeah. kind of a synopsis of where I, where I came from. The mountains of Virginia and West Virginia created this rock country thing I got going. <laughs> <laughs> and I I know you've written for a bunch of folks. And has that really been the the focus in the years past, or has it been the solo stuff? It kind of just depends wh what we're doing. Like, um, I mean, we've, I write at least, uh, I mean, a hundred to like 120 songs a year, but like some of them are for me. It just depends on the room. There, there, there's days where we go in and I'm with another artist and I, they have something they want to do. And I basically just put my spin on it and help them get to where they want to be. 
And then there's days where we'll go in, um, and the single we're about to talk about was a day like this. Where we'll go in and we're going, I got an idea. You have this track, and we're going to write for me. So it's kind of like a 50-50 thing. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I write. I'm a writer first. I will always write. Even when, I, when I'm so old, I can't go on the road and perform. I will always be a writer. I love it. But um, it's like a 50-50 thing of you, you, you write for yourself, and then you write for other people. And sometimes there's a there's times in the rooms where you're like halfway through the right and you're like, this song's not going to be for me, but I think it's going to be for this other person. Or usually it's the other artists in the room. It just all depends on the day. But um, yeah, like I said, it's kind of a 50 50 thing. I write for other people and then some days I write for myself. So, and it all turns out good. I mean, we've had cuts with different artists that I've loved. Like Joe Fortner was one, had a cut with this guy named Chris Rudiger. That was a little more a uh, pop cut that I, I really love called When You Don't um and then a, a few others but it's always cool to to have someone like a song that you wrote enough to record to i feel like that's just such a cool thing because to me it means they they appreciate your artistry too they're like give me your spin on the songwriting thing and and help me and there's other people that when i'm in the room writing with them they give me their spin that helps me get my sound so if, i don't know if that makes sense but <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> And actually, I'm going to ask you a question. I probably should yeah. have asked any one of the songwriters that I have done interviews for in the past oh. 80 some odd interviews. <laughs> is it ever hard to to give away your baby? If like you make a song, you're like, I like this one. I don't know if I want to give this one away. It's like giving away your baby. I don't know. Does that ever come across? I mean, yeah, there has been probably only like two times. I mean, I've never had like major label cuts. I've had some cuts with some artists that I would say that are pretty big that have some monthly listener numbers that I'm like, oh, hell yeah. But it is hard to there's probably been two or three songs where I'm like, ah, oh, I, I, I would usually I do keep it. I'll say that for my artist. <laughs> I, I'm pretty greedy with that, if it's, if it's, especially with like songwriting titles. I'm not going to give you like my my greatest greatest title if i think it's like for me i'm not gonna give give away the gold but sometimes i mean it's kind of the way the songwriting world is it is your baby and once it's out in the world like if someone really wants to cut it there's like what are you gonna do unless you're like hell bent you already had it recorded like more power to you i'm here to write songs also and if you want to put this out and spend your hard-earned money to record it and you believe in it then please cut it i mean that's the coolest to me as a songwriter it is the coolest thing when someone else puts out a song you had a part in and they promoting the hell out of it and play it on the road. Uh, like the coolest thing too, is when you like being on the road and hearing it and hearing like a couple hundred people or a thousand people sing your song. And you're like, I haven't gotten to the arena level of that. That's a goal of mine to hear it in an arena, but it's cool hearing a hundred people sing your song, to be honest with you. Like in that, that that's the coolest part. So anytime I'll let it go. If it's, it's, it's kind of um, play it by ear, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that is just a little bit of that question but yeah so let's talk about the brand new single lit i was giving it a listen and i was liking it man it's uh it's got the chill and kind of crunchy spring break vibe to it i liked it it's a fun song it's one of these uh my producer uh chris utley uh, he makes all these tracks late night and he'll just send me them and he'll just basically just kind of a guitar maybe a bass and a little drum and i was like at the beach i think and he sent me this and he's like what about this little sugar ray party vibe and i'm like yes <laughs> like 100 he always just sends me the coolest tracks late night he did my last single faded and um he's just so creative with the way he does things and i think he just brings a little difference 
sound than you you hear in the music real world because i still do country music i've just had definitely i am a rock sided person i grew up with that and i think this song lit is just like the perfect like it's just a good fun time song but it's uh it's just one of those head boppers it's like if you want to sit in the backyard at a bonfire and drink put this song on have a good time and it's just fun it's funny it's got some good lines in it i think that kind of relate to me because i i've lived everything in that song even though we can laugh about it you're like waking up at two after a party where you were like what happened like how did we get here (laughs) like like i've had that happen not as much as we've gotten older but um and that's what Lit's about. So it's going to be fun. I was kind of weird that I sh- I was like, should I release this near Christmas? But I was like, screw it. Everybody else is releasing Christmas songs. I want to release Lit. That's that's the Brian Fraser way, I think. <laughs> no, I think it's a good idea because, you know, you get Christmas around here. It's going to be in the ether for a few months. And then we got spring yeah. break where people would be rolling around needing oh. a party song to listen to on the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. It's going to be fun, though. But I'm pumped for it. Thank you for... Uh, promoting it i appreciate it yeah yeah like i said it's a good it's a good fun beach song when i was listening to it i was like man i need a drink this sounds right? this sounds awesome right. now i do think it's a great follow-up to faded which was more of your you know hard rock kind of more serious kind of song in there so i liked the difference there that's that means a lot because that's what chris and ugly my producer and i were going for he was like i think we got to get away we're like I have heavy music. We'll probably get back to that. I love those type of songs, honestly. They're my favorite to write. And these are also my favorite to write. I, I, I think it's harder to write a song like Lit than it is to write a song like Faded, at least for me. I can write sad songs about leaving all the time. I, it's just an easier process. But like Lit and like songs like Lit, where they're just fun party songs, there's a line where you can get a little cheesy. And I believe I think we hit it right to where it's just fun. <laughs> Just fun. And uh, that means a lot because that's what we were going for. Just kind of get a little difference, keep the whole train moving and have some fun. And then we'll probably bring you back down the next release. <laughs> no, I like that. I like I like when the artist keeps you guessing for the next thing. So I liked Faded a lot. It was a little bit different than some of the other songs that you'd done. It was a little bit more, you know, hard rock, which I love. Absolutely love that song. And then uh, it was nice to hear the switch. I'm like, OK, OK. He's not just kind of, you know, hit me with the same thing yeah. over and over. It was a risk putting out Faded to that one. I was definitely, when it came out, I was very like, oh, what did I do? But then it, it had a very big uh, success getting on some pretty big playlists. And I got some phone calls from people I never thought I'd get. So it, that made me realize, like, just trust your gut and do a little, do some stuff that's different every once in a while. And not just the same old, same old. Because I was surprised with the reaction I got. I, I knew it was something cool, but... You know, you never know till it's out out there. So I want to talk about our mutual love for a band called Nickelback and everything Ow. butt rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've hit the real portion of the podcast now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, it's always been a thing. I I, I think I'm I I memed it back into existence because I have these memes from like 2014 where I was doing this same joke that everyone now is doing but uh i've always loved them i have their cds like from when i bought them in 2001 um uh and i might be aging myself i was like in middle school when they came out and I, those type of bands is what i grew up with pretty much that and country music and um the butt rock thing i just i love it so much that it's now coming back and being cool 
because it was a joke. Everyone was like, you really listen to that music? And like, yeah, I would literally, I would have to admit, people make fun of me, be like, I love Creed. I love Nickelback. And I am kind of glad that it's kind of become a mainstream to where like, I just bought tickets to Creed next year. If you would have told me they were ever going to come back and I could buy tickets to Creed and it would be okay, like cool with people, <laughs> I would be like, you're, I would say you're in another universe. But uh, it's funny how nostalgia changes things and they always come back around. So I'm just pumped. Butt Rock's back. <laughs> we got a little thing. Yeah, dude, the Butt Rock Night page at Butt Rock Night. Look it up. We're popping it off. It's fun. But uh, for the people that don't know, you're one of the people that runs that page. But I am Night. Founding, the, the founding member of Butt Rock Night with uh, Nikki T. So uh, you guys have done some live uh, events for Butt Rock Night. Crazy. What's your love of butt rock? Like, how did you get? Do you, do you have a love of butt rock? I'll hit you with some stuff. Okay. So uh, I saw Nickelback over the summer uh, mm-hmm. in the pit. Um, I just got a Hell. signed poster from them that they just sold on their site. Um, so I'm excited about that. I've probably seen Nickelback five or six times. Mm-hmm. Um, I just bought tickets for Creed for the summer. Probably my third time seeing Creed since it's been like oh nine since I've seen them. Um, then of course I've seen a lot of these other, those other bands. So yeah, we're definitely uh, we're definitely in the same ballpark there. <laughs> You're in the same world. You like country music and you love those bands. So I think hey, <laughs> we're in a, a weird spot. But I think there's there's a lot more of us out there than you think. I'm starting to realize that, which is fun. <laughs> no, no, like I mean, I cannot tell you how many artists got on here on this podcast and i'd ask them about like you know what music do you listen to what do you like to and this is like you know a couple years ago when nickelback and creed weren't like the talk of the town again and i heard so many of these guys say like oh dude nickelback nickelback Nickelback. i'm like (laughs) i'm like dude these these country artists have no no qualms about saying that they like them and they're influenced by them today and then it just kind of circled back around the past eight months <laughs> it's funny i mean we all love joey moy the guy who made nickelback the guy is the guy who made florida georgia line morgan wallen so I think hardy now common, yeah and hardy common denominator where like we grew up with one of the biggest producers making all the music we love so it's funny funny to see it all come full circle yeah and most of these guys moved to nashville like scott stapp lives here um who else there's a, there's a few of these people that were in that in that world that they live here and they moved to nashville and a lot of their players or in the same rooms and stuff. So it's funny to see the cross between. And with that butt rock night that we put together, I mean, we're doing that every probably six months. It's amazing to see the amount of people that show up to that show. I, I was shocked. I mean, we had two 250 people in this room just packed singing all the songs that we love. And we have a full band with all the players. And it's kind of like professional karaoke with all our country singer <laughs> friends. And um, I'm just shocked. You start, you start to realize what you just said. Everyone... They, they didn't care. We've always admitted it. So it's fun. I'm glad to see it. I hope it doesn't get too annoying where people are like, oh, it's cool again. Screw them. But we'll, I'll take it in stride. I love it. They're back. Butt Rock's back, baby. <laughs> well, the nostalgia factor is one, but also I really think it's Gen uh, Was it Gen Z, the new ones? I think it is. The yeah, new Gen ones. Z. Yeah. Gen Z is the young people that are listening to stuff and they're like, the older millennials are like, oh, this stuff is lame. This stuff was on my high school, and they're like, you're lame. You're millennial. You're old. I'm going to listen to what I like. 100%. I went to a Yellow Card concert last year, and I was like the oldest person there, and I was shocked. I thought it was just going to be a bunch of old people like me, like 30 and above. But uh, you're you're 100% correct. Gen Z's bringing it back, so I appreciate you. Thanks, Gen Z. 
So back to your music. Do you have um, an EP in the works that you're looking forward to releasing in the future? Or are yeah. you doing the single thing for now? I, I mean, I think we might start working on an EP soon. I have a few songs um, we're going to put together, um, but we'll see. The single thing is such a, it's, I mean, monetary wise too easier, but um, I think we're going to put some songs as a collection next year. We'll see where we're at, um, but it'll be fun. I got a few more songs that are kind of in this world and then a few kind of more country rock leaning stuff um, that we're going to get out there, start the new year get lit out and then see where you're at it's always funny you, you spend all this time putting out one and then it's like right when you get the master back you're like well what's next <laughs> exactly what you said so i think uh an ep will be in our future we haven't done one in a long time i haven't done one an uh, actual collection of a couple songs in probably four or five years way way back when i started and those songs are way different than what, what i'm doing now so uh, it'll be fun pump for new music as always we're gonna keep it going you're gonna hear a bunch of brian fraser tunes for sure the next year so these next questions are what we close with and ask everyone so first question what would you tell your 21 year old self you're good but you're not as good as you think you are and it takes time to get better like I, that's what I would say, because I feel like I had a good baseline, but you're always cocky and you're 20 year old getting into music being like, oh, I know what I'm doing. And I would just be like, calm down. You'll be all right. Just learn. <laughs> that would be what I would say. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. All right. Next question. What are you drinking lately? And if you don't drink alcohol anymore, it could be anything refreshing you like to drink. Um, throat coat tea. That's what I'm drinking right now. I'm an old man now, I guess, I, for singing wise. And just it's a this the throat coat tea. It's like green tea for your throat for singers. That and a little bit of little bit of Maker's Mark. But I don't I don't get on the bourbon as much as I used to. Now that I'm like 30. Can't can't do it like we used to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, this is Rock Down South. So what is something, or maybe a couple things that come to mind that you love about the South? Oof. Football, Friday nights, bonfires to me in the October and the fall. Um, and just to me, yeah, I'd say football. I love football in the South. I'm a big football fan, so that would be it. And country music in a bonfire. To me, that's the most Southern thing. Roll your Jeep back up to a bonfire, play a guitar, put the tunes on. That's it. That's the South to me. That sounds like a great time, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all we need. <laughs> Hey, thank you so much, Brian, for being a part of the show today. Where can people find and connect with you online? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, people can find me everywhere. Brian Fraser Music on all socials. So it's B-R-Y-A-N-F-R-A-Z-I-E-R Music. So uh, TikTok, got a lot of follow. Got like things going on there. That's where the bits will be a little crazier. So if you want to see my crazy stuff, go to TikTok, Instagram, of course, and Facebook. And I do have a website. So BrianFraser.com. Check that out. Well, some tour dates coming up next year. Hopefully get to a city near you. So appreciate you. All right. And everybody go out, check out the new single lit. It'll be available on streaming platforms. And uh, dude, thank you so much for being on, man. I enjoyed this one. Thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. We hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Like I said before, I had a great time chatting with Ryan. He's got fun music, and he's such a fun dude. I mean, what else can you ask for? And I can't wait to see him play live here in the future and hear what music he has coming down the pipe for us next. So make sure to go follow Brian Frazier on all of his social media pages and check out his latest single titled Lit wherever you listen to music. You can find all our content at Rock Down South 
Facebook.com. And make sure you go follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for the latest updates. Leave us a five-star review if you can. We would really appreciate it. And as always, the views and opinions expressed by our guests are theirs and don't necessarily reflect our own. I'm Mark, and you've been listening to Rock Down South. See y'all next time.